Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the movie Master. We are joined today by writer and director Mariama Diallo, as well as actress Zoe Renee. And Mariama, I wanted to start by talking about a lot of the early conversations that you had with Charlotte Hornsby, who's your cinematographer, not only on this film, but who you worked with on your short film, Hairwolf. Um, I know that some of the films that the two of you were looking at together in terms of figuring out the visual language and styling of this film included films like The Shining, looking at more classical genre pieces but also more recent things like the original Let the Right One In. Um, and so what did a lot of the, the conversations that the two of you had early on about the visual stylings and how you wanted to express the story on screen um, look like? Um, yeah, thank you. So Charlotte, like you said, Charlotte and I had worked together already on, um, on my short film, Hairwolf. And by the time we were preparing to go into Master, we had really developed a very easy familiarity and a friendship and we were able, you know, and also just from the point of film lovers, we were able to share a lot with each other and talk about what we found interesting and compelling. So I think that some of the earliest phases of, um, you know, of the preparation were, was just consisted of watching films together, sharing films, exposing each other to films that we hadn't seen um, and, um, and, and talking about what we found interesting about them. And um, like you said, so some of them included The Shining, Let the Right One In, uh, Rosemary's Baby, Don't Look Now. Um, and, you know, ultimately Master, um, uh, you know, takes a little bit, I think, of inspiration from all of them, but also kind of over the course of the process became its own thing. But one of the things that uh, I think connects all of them that we found really meaningful was the intentionality behind um, behind the composition and behind the camera work uh, that felt very, very important to us that we wanted to be very deliberate with our choices and we wanted it to emerge from the story and the world of the film. I love hearing that because the the intention of, of very specific visuals really comes across in the language of the film. Um, and Zoe, kind of jumping over to you, I know that Mariama worked very, very closely with you in terms of character development. So it re really was like a true collaboration in terms of conversations about where did she grow up, who her parents are. And so how was that a really helpful tool for you in it being such a collaborative element in filling in the spaces between the script pages um, as you were developing Jasmine as a character for this film and figuring out elements of your performance early on? Yeah, uh, Jasmine's life before college um, informs so much uh, about her experience. I think that, you know, we see her have such high standards. We see her have, you know, a, a sense of protecting her mom's um, view of her. I, I think that 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 backstory is so important and, and was so important um, to the development of Jasmine. And I think keeping that in mind, uh, Mariama did such a great job at even reminding me um, conversations that my mom and I may have had or, you know, moments where where things would have, you know, really solidified for Jasmine. And I and I think that that, that backstory really gave me so much to work with. Um, it also was like a cheat sheet uh, for each scene. You know, I was really able to, to feel like basically her whole life was, was kind of laid out and, and it would inform, you know, the decisions she'd make. 
And so much about it is also as she goes on this journey through the film, kind of figuring out where is she in terms of her headspace, in terms of her confidence, as things start to fall into disarray for her so much um, and things become more and more unsettled. And so for the two of you, I was really interested in how you would approach going into filming scenes and, and having conversations about where exactly is she based on the experiences that she's gone through already in the structure of the film and the story. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, you know, it's a really good point to raise. And, you know, like a lot of films, or maybe even most films at this point, we shot out of order. And, um, and so, you know, we weren't, since we weren't shooting in a linear fashion, being able to track where Jasmine was emotionally over the course of the film is really important. And, you know, I mean, Zoe and I were uh, creatively in conversation the whole time. And one of the things, you know, that we would check in on and, and come back to is, okay, where is Jasmine now? Um, where did she just come from? And even, you know, not necessarily uh, scenically, but also just literally within the world of the film, where has Jasmine just come from? And where is she about to go? What else is going on in her life? Because, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of this, you know, the work that um, that really, you know, is a credit to Zoe, all of this sort of like unseen in between work of fleshing out that character and really making her real. It, it comes through in like in the smallest of gestures and reactions and choices, you know, that that we see Jasmine make. And so even if you don't know, literally, um, you know, uh, you know, why, why haven't we seen Jasmine's mom? You get the sense from the character of, oh, okay, this is like, this is what her personality is like. She's trying to project, you know, this very successful image and it's very important to her self-image that she feels. So there was a lot of that kind of uh, work that we did um, and just making sure that, that we knew where she was, you know, from, from place to place in the film. I mean, Mary Emma's mentioning there that you you shot out of order, but Zoe, you also had, am I right, is it about a year between when you started filming and then when you came back as well? So there's that added element that yes. you were having to kind of track in terms of character. What were, what were the added elements and challenges that that really brought, but also at a certain point, a different relationship with a character and spending so much time sitting with her and thinking about her? Yeah, that's so interesting. I always forget that that even happened, but it a hundred percent, I'm probably just pushing it away, but a hundred percent. Yeah. That, that was a really interesting thing. I've never had that much space in between anything really. So uh, I think the Jasmine that started that project was a completely different Jasmine or, and Zoe than the one that finished. Um, I think that I had so much time with Jasmine in the script. I also had so much time with my cast and, and Mariama. I we spent Sundays on on Zoom calls watching, you know, discussing different movies and things that we liked, things that we didn't. Um, it added so much to to Jasmine. And as devastating as the situation was, I think that we all became closer. We we learned so much from each other in that in that gap of time. And I think that there was so much that every single person brought back to the set that I think we see on screen now. And I think it's amazing. I think it's so cool. 
And Mariama, you also looked very extensively when you were shot listing at where you wanted to have scenes that were going to play out in more of a one shot and really have the camera just remain, you know, particularly with the character of Jasmine in most of the scenes or Gail when she's on screen with us as well, um, against where you wanted to kind of use editing to, to break up the perspective and the space that you're taking us into the scene. And so what did that look like for you in figuring out the shot listing, what were going to be the one shots and was it all pre-production choices or certain ones coming into the editing process as well? Yeah, so, um, so Charlotte and I spent a lot of time discussing and working on the shot list. And since we had already worked together and we were friends and we knew each other, we were, you know, we started talking about this long before, you know, the, the official start to prep. And it gave us time to really take our time with the scenes and think about the shots. And we would, you know, we'd get together either in my apartment or her apartment and we would, you know, it would be like a page a day. It was like as, as quickly as we could work because that's the level of focus that we'd have. And we, we kind of, we'd act out a scene. We'd try to imagine the location. We'd look at photos that we took. And um, a lot of the oneers we considered to be, you know, from the perspective of the school that there's, that we wanted to bring in this sense of, uh, you know, a watchful observer who's, you know, quietly, uh, you know, stalking these characters and slowly moving in on them. And so as you know, if you see the film, then you'll notice that there, there are these moments where, you know, we're pushing in and a lot of times that'll unfold just in a wonder. And for the most part, almost entirely, those were decided, you know, before we got to set. Um, but then there are a few instances, there's one instance, um, uh, that was a, a moment of inspiration that was also, um, you know, uh, a, a collaboration with Charlotte and I and our gaffer, Danny April, uh, which was this, uh, this oneer that's uh, towards the beginning of the film uh, at the cocktail party uh, that Gail hosts. Uh, and then when we go inside of the kitchen, um, you know, we're sort of, we're sitting back and uh, watching Gail from the angle of this cupboard um, as she comes to discover something that's inside of that cupboard. And that really happened on the day. And we had planned other shots and we, and then we were just trying, we always tried to think about how to be economical and, um, you know, try to be visually as, you know, concise as possible and Danny had this great idea and we talked about it um, and so that's how how that one came into being you know and because so much of the story is about us coming inside of Jasmine's experience and following her you know also with that added element of feeling like we're observing her because of the supernatural elements one of the scenes I wanted to ask you both about was the scene where Jasmine's at the frat party and everybody's singing along to that hip-hop song because Zoe I've heard you say that that was a that was a really intense scene for you to film and and then also the way it's filmed is very interesting particularly when we see her perspective of the other students just getting much much closer to the camera and, you know, in turn, much, much closer to her as a character in that moment. So I was interested in kind of the collaboration of how that scene came together. Yeah, uh, that's it was such a it was an eerie night for me and Jasmine. Um, I think, you know, I go into every scene like this uh, one that's a party scene or, a, you know, something that's just going to be really fun. And I knew I was going to have a good time. And uh when I see the final, you know, final piece, I'm so happy with it. But I, I think going into it, I was like not expecting it to be anything that I'd ever think about again, just a good, you know, good time, fun night. Um, 
my mom used to say, we're not laughing at you, we're laughing with you. And in that scene, I go into it really expecting to have just a good time with everyone and be dancing with people. Uh, and then I think there's that switch and we see it on Jasmine's face where it's not that they're dancing with me necessarily. They're inter they're almost interacting at me. And, and I think there's that switch where it feels completely different. So lonely, so isolating. Um, it, it's a scary place to be. I think that's when you start to count around the room. Like there's not anyone that looks like me and you know they're also <laughs> rapping all of the lyrics and they probably shouldn't be um so yeah that was a very very interesting night for sure yeah and what what was kind of behind a lot of your creative choices in that scene Mariama, and particularly how you filmed it yeah, so um, that, again, was, you know, uh, a really great collaboration with not only Charlotte, but also Danny. And one of the things that I really wanted to come across was this kind of suffocating, you know, claustrophobia of being in a space at a moment when it turns, just like Zoe was saying, and I'm feeling, you know, unable or un unaware of of how to get yourself out of that uh, kind of scenario. And so, you know, the closeness of, um, of the faces and, you know, for the most part in the film, we didn't shoot handheld, but there are some choice moments where we did wanna, you know, replicate that kind of feeling of chaos and a little bit, you know, more wonky and things being less controlled. And so that was one of the things. And then, you know, this kind of crimson strobing light that's just like this hellish landscape uh, of, you know, an otherwise normal college party that, um, that what I really wanted to come across was, was the way that horror can exist in reality. And, and so, you know, the three of us really, you know, talked about how to bring that into that scene. I mean, off the back of that in directing the film, I was also interested as well in what some of the challenges are in shooting a film that really brings in this psychological thriller aspect to a grounded drama, um, because in the terms of the, the visual elements of the film, it's something that the audience is really supposed to feel. We're supposed to feel that claustrophobia that you were mentioning. It's not that we're physically seeing a presence on screen. You know, we completely believe all of the experiences that Jasmine's having because of that claustrophobia and because the way you have things start to kind of close in for the audience as well. And so what are the challenges that, that come with that where it's about a feeling rather than showing the audience things at times? Yeah, you know, I think that um, I think that one of the the challenges of that is is just that I really had to I really had to examine myself and and try to think, okay, if I didn't have some of the you know touchstones that I I might use in a different kind of horror film or a different genre pick, how can I still evoke the feeling of horror, you know, in in an everyday experience and uh, and that, you know, I think that it's, it's something that required pulling, uh, on a number of different areas, you know, with the, you know, with the actors and working on like, how is it communicated in their performance, um, you know, in the score or also in the lighting, in the camera, it's, it's, uh, one of my, uh, you know, inspirations, uh, 
and favorite filmmakers is Michael Haneke. And I consider him, you know, in some senses a horror director, but he doesn't make, you know, supernatural films, but there's a horror core to a lot of the work that he does. And so looking at and considering, you know, the ways in which horror can exist outside of uh, manifestations, you know, uh, sort of uh, sort of ghostly manifestations, you know, we still do have some of those, but how to make all of the moments of the characters waking lives also evoke that. And so I think that it's something that, you know, it started in the, in the script stage, um, continued with deciding how to shoot it, how to light it, um, you know, collaborating with people like Zoe on how to, you know, create that feeling. And it was, it was, it was a challenge. It definitely was a challenge. And it's something that, you know, it comes down to the atmosphere that, um, that the world of the film creates. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Zoe, coming back to talking about some of the elements of your performance with Jasmine, you know, when she comes into this new setting and comes into the school, academia is a place that she's always thrived before. And so she comes in with the hope that that's going to be the same. And, you know, a lot of the early stages are about her trying to assimilate into this new environment. And I know that you worked very specifically on your performance in terms of nuances and the way that she moves and the way that she interacts with people as she's trying to assimilate into this new space and assimilate, you know, with her predominantly white surroundings in the school as well. And so what were some of those details that were really important to you to bring into your performance in that regard? Yeah, you know, Jasmine's confidence when it came to the academics, I, I think it was so strong. It, it, it was so strong. It was something that she's always been able to lean on. Um, I think that's why, you know, not I think, I, I know that that's why, these moments specifically with Liv um, and even hard moments with Gail were gut. They just so, they were just so hard for her. They really were. They, they were things that just felt like an extreme attack. I think before she really came to grips with, um, you know, the history of the school and even things that were more race related, I think, you know, her grades and how well she was doing was and has always been, I think, a form of her worth. And I think that when when she didn't feel that and when she was starting to have complications in that area, I think that's 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 the moment that we see her truly feel like there is no way that I'm winning in this situation. And that was the hardest thing for her, um, which, you know, I think we can see that it was obviously very tough. Yeah. And there's so many moments where she doesn't even have the opportunity to acknowledge her own emotions and her own feelings and situations. And the library scene is a great example of that. It's all about managing someone else's level of comfort for her. Um, and so how did you want to play a lot of those scenes where she's having to suppress so much and so much of it is incredibly internalized in your performance and what you're bringing forth in those moments? I, I, that was, I love that question because it was, and it is something that I feel like I've had to, that I've experienced a lot in life. I think that, you know, there are those moments where I kind of put myself and sometimes even my worth on the back burner while I'm trying to really maintain and uh, coddle someone else's um, experience with me. And I think in those moments, you know, when we see Jasmine in that library and she's desperately just wanting to have a normal call and connection with her, with her friend, while so much is happening in her life that 
at this point is life or death for her. Um, it, it's, it's a heartbreaking moment. I remember reading it and thinking, I remember reading it and then actually seeing it on screen. And it, it, the level of heartbreak was just, just, I mean, hard to explain really. I, I think you can see her have to fight so hard um, just to kind of have someone in her corner in that moment, um, how desperately she wanted it. And, you know, it was so hard for her to get in that moment, which is, is, is tough to watch. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking to watch this character that, that like Zoe said, comes in with such a level of confidence and then just becomes so withdrawn throughout the journey of the film. And Mariama, when you were writing this script and really working on a lot of the dialogue for Jasmine, um, how did you kind of set about really finding the spaces where there starts to be less and less dialogue and she's expressing herself differently, even when you were writing the script before you were working with Zoe on those aspects? Yeah, you know, I think that the, you know, the Jasmine's arc is is really painful and it's and it's difficult and um and 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 we the Jasmine who we meet and the Jasmine you know that the you know that we know by the time the film ends you know are are two incredibly different people and I think that you know the the process was really about getting to know that character and it's definitely a character that feels very close to myself um and so a lot of the work came before even you know writing you know page one of the script is all of the character work all of the you know all of the backstory really for me it's having a knowledge of who jasmine is and what's motivating her um what is she ashamed of what is she, you know, what, who does she consider herself to be? And so, you know, as she becomes, like you said, progressively quieter over the course of the film and you see, you know, her light gets snuffed out a little bit, I had to, you know, then not rely on, you know, her lines, um, but more on the situations that she's in. And then I also, you know, relied on Zoe who could depict it so beautifully and, you know, with, with such detail and subtlety and nuance. And, and so I think that it was a little bit of all of that. And Zoe and I, like we said, we had a lot of conversations before we ever got to set and we were both on the same page of what, who the character was and what we were trying to do and what's real for her and, and what's meaningful for her. And so it was that, it was that collaboration as well. Great. And then lastly, um, you know, Zoe, I wanted to ask you about something that you've spoken about in regard to the experience that you took from your previous feature film, Jin, into working on this project. And, and part of it being about that relationship with not necessarily always worrying about striving for perfection and how that really opens up a lot of space as an actor to really be able to you know, have that space and have that comfort in possibly failing, but also how that really allows you to stretch and try so many different things in the scene, especially when you're working with such a great collaborator as Mariama. Yeah, I, I'm learning so much about that. You know, the more the more that I work, I, I think that for me, there were times where I, I would approach a scene um, and kind of move off of, I, pr I prepared for this. I spent so much time, you know, getting in the tone of it. And, you know, I think this is exactly what she wants and we'll get to set. And it's not hitting the way that we, either of us really thought that it would. Um, I think for me, when I noticed that I, I, I tried my best to just 
be as corny as that sound. I think I tried my best to just allow moments to happen and see what what would happen. Mariama and our crew and cast created such a world that was surrounding me, new things to react off of, new things to experience. And I was, you know, cutting myself short and Jasmine as well if I just went with, you know, what I prepared in a hotel room. You know, there was such a, such a big world to to live in and be in and and I think I well, I, I really hope that that people see that um, I think all me and all of my castmates really used that world, um, and it, it was eye opening. And I and I I will approach each movie like that. Just just to be, let's just be and see what happens. Mariana will tell me if it's not. It. <laughs> I, I love that sentiment so much and really appreciate both of you sharing your, your experience and, and all of these details in making the film. Congratulations on Master and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.